This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. the singer's glove yeah it's a, it's a it's a puppet it's a puppet musical it's a puppet musical that no one asked for no no no, no. we truly don't need no. johnny depp just oh, go go stop weird fucking money just go Amen. be rich somewhere else like yeah. honestly you have an island just go live on it away go. from everybody you else. and all your scarves can go and Amen. you can play puppets over there you we and don't your need to oily mustache <laughs> can go live on that island on exactly. your own wow. okay guys I need to talk to you about something very important. Oh my God. If you have the same thing that I have, and we, I guarantee we you might, do. I think we might. Have you guys seen Jason DeRoyo's picture? No. Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, okay. I, All right. I mean, For, I know who First he is. impressions. First impressions, Christina. This is on his Instagram. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I, I have to go. I got two opinions here. I, I have to One. go right now. I had to go right he, now. Damn. He hot. That that's exactly it. Holy. Cassie. Cassie just zoomed in on the part of the picture. Yes. So, okay. Holy. Let me describe this. Let me describe this picture it, to the listeners. Let's talk about the double action. It is Jason Derulo who um Jason Derulo. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Just a reference so we know who we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um he is hot. Okay, yep. he's shirtless in this picture. I think there may be a waterfall involved. Yeah, he's he's, he's damp, damp in mm-hmm. in the best way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Gross. laughs> and he is wearing very tight, very short shorts, and his <sighs> his dick makes it look like a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> You can't even see like Woo! the middle section. It just wow. slides right across. That is a goddamn baby arm. But okay, so he posted this. It became quickly his most liked photo on oh, Instagram. Shocking. Wow. Um Weird. and he that was basically his response. He's like, huh, strange, weird. Didn't expect us to go this way. Like, oh, I'm you? so surprised. We didn't expect it to go that way either. I know. Because it's almost out of your goddamn pant leg. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it almost fell out of your skirt, it's sir. An elephant trunk. Jesus Christ. But then Christ. people were saying that they think that it's photoshopped. So take a look again uh, okay. and oh, tell me God. if you think it's real or photoshopped. <sighs> well, I mean, obviously he's not in the picture twice, so... <laughs> Oh, well, yes. You can do a lot of things with shading with Photoshop and stuff. But no, I I don't know. I think it's it's real. It's believable to me. It is believable. It looks... Well, yeah. I'm... I'm, You're going to go with real? I'm going to go with real. Okay. And then Cassie, just one more. One more look. We're going to zoom way in. Zoom zoom way in. Whoa. Sorry. Okay. What do you think? It's Real hard to tell because I it is because hard to tell. with Facetune there is you can you yeah. can stretch with things shading. out, but it distorts shit around it, and I don't know that it's the enough. The stuff around it is distorted to make me feel. I think it's real. Fucking dick, yo. yeah. That's the that should be our fuck Mary kill. Think <laughs> of all the the people who got who have like we've heard stories 
like him, Orlando Bloom, yeah. and well, we know Orlando Bloom's got a baby arm well, now and, for and sure. Pete Davidson. Right? And yeah, Pete Magic Davidson. Dick. I mean, okay, I, I'm going to say that I think it might be. I think it might be because I, I it's real. I, I've... I think it could be. We'll put it up. We'll do a poll on our Instagram. We'll put this picture up. Yes. Uh, we'll do a poll. Just zoomed all the way Zoom in. in. It has to be a story, real or not real, and like have people vote on it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a, um, a poll. Can yeah. Remember to do this. I will remember to do this. Good. Okay. So I'll actually be gone. I'll have a real job next week. Congrats. Oh, congratulations. Look at me. Working. <laughs> Working for Nine to five. I got a job. I'm so excited. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, my news, big news. Yeah. Saga. Get your tea hair on. It's oh, on. It's oh, it's on. on. Okay. Did you hear about Justin Timberlake this week? <gasps> yes. <clears throat> okay. Holding hands. That was what was. That's what you wanted to yep. talk about? Yep. There it is. I Okay. Here's the thing, though. Okay. I haven't seen the video. Have you guys seen the video? Yes, I have. have he was trashed capital T it was like obvious like okay. you, you know how people are you can tell even when they're sitting down yeah they're drunk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was drunk okay no excuse sure obviously well, and it's well, just like, I definitely am more handsy when I'm drunk I'm more flirty when I'm drunk and even I would never go beyond just being like oh you know yeah. well, but see yeah I haven't seen the video so to me knowing that he was drunk mm-hmm. and seeing the picture it didn't necessarily look romantic to me okay. it kind of looked like you know, he was holding her hand, but it could have been a situation where I know like when we've hung out, I've been like, I've wrapped my arm around. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen that rom-com where somebody accidentally gets in trouble because they snap the picture right at the moment and it looks like they're kissing, but they're actually not. And and it's not even a kiss. It's like, no, a, no. it's a handhold. And yeah. like, to me, that could be anything really, right. but I haven't seen the video. If this was a picture of Anthony and I, would you be upset? No. Okay. There now you go. If it was a, a picture of, of Anthony and some random coworker, you know what mm. I mean? Because that's the thing. It's just like there if go. it's Anthony and like one of us, it's mm-hmm. like Keegan knows mm-hmm. us yeah. and knows we're not like shady or whatever. And not that's to call true. this chick shady, but he she's just like a random hot coworker. Sure. You know what I mean? That's not like Jessica Beale's bestie. I gotta be honest. Chris has a really good looking coworker. And if, if I, I haven't seen the picture. So without, you know, me, I'm not, I'm like not basing this off a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But if I had a, caught a picture of him like holding her hand and he was like super drunk, I would probably not think too much about it. I, yeah, I, I, I think I need more information. And well, I haven't seen the video because I, from what I've heard, the video is more like, more sketchy than the photograph. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. It is. He's obviously drunk. He has apologized for it. He says it's not cheating, but he still feels guilty and he feels bad. Mm. And they're calling it like this huge scandal, mm. you know, and they're like, Jessica Buell spotted wearing her wedding ring after hand-holding okay. scandal. And oh, my all fucking God. Scandal. First Can it of be all. a scandal if it's hand-holding? I don't think that that's a scandal. <sighs> I think that that's, you know, something that those two maybe need to talk about. Yeah, but like, I don't see why hey, this is a national Jumping, getting all like drunk and handsy because she's hot too. I've never seen this girl before, but she's beautiful. She is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, well, she I, and that's what so Jessica Beale. I'm like Jessica Beale, and I'm like it's not about beauty though. It's I not. Think that's, it's I, not. That's we got to get away a from remi- the idea a reminder. of somebody being better looking is the reason that people cheat. Well, but neither one is better looking than the other anyway. I mean, yeah. they're they're both they're both insanely beautiful women. Yeah. I think big picture here though, the question is: is do you trust him? And if she does, then this isn't even a, there's no question here. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say is like, you know, Anthony's work parties get 
oh, yeah. rambunctious. We've heard. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> listen, I could tell some stories, but I won't. <laughs> I won't shade him like that on this podcast. Oh, um, but his work, meat. his work parties get insane and like he's got you know good looking younger co-workers uh female co-workers mm-hmm. and if i saw an instagram story of them like drunk or whatever and him like touching her arm or something like that i still don't think i would freak out because no. mm-hmm. i would know i know him well enough yeah that i would be like i nothing really like happened there first, i know nothing happened there first and foremost i i think a anthony values his life um i think he very much values you maybe more than his own life yeah so the fact that he values both of those things makes me feel like that would just be innocent behavior no matter how that girl took it right because that he would never a a between our guy friends beating the shit out of him and him losing you he would he he would never. He would well, never. yeah. I mean, uh, this whole thing. I I didn't view it when when I looked at the video. I was like, that's not cheating. That's just somebody being like really drunk and and inappropriate. Sure, definitely inappropriate. If I was like his wife, I'd be like, dude, come on. This like, is yeah. some it, behavior it be, we should talk about. It would for be sure. irritating. I wouldn't think he was cheating. I would just right. think he got out of control, yeah. like drunk, and, well, it, and it's like that's that's behavior that needs to be talked about. And to be fair, I have, I mean, I travel for work, and I have, there's been many times where like we've, I mean, when you hang out in a co-ed situation with coworkers and you get fucking shit face, nobody crosses. Well, I'm not saying nobody, but I've never, and I've mm-hmm. never worked with anybody who's personally crossed the line with me. Mm-hmm. But you definitely get in situations where you're like, eh, I'm so drunk, and you're hugging on people, right, and you're right. like Cassie, dancing, and you're scan. You know, you and really I cool. are are similar in that, like we're tactile people. Yes. Like, and so whenever we are out drinking, if we're out doing karaoke, my arm is around you. I'm, I'm like, you know, I want to hug you, like that. That stuff. To me, it's just it's some people that's kind of like part of their personality. It's part right. of their like love mm-hmm. language. It's the way they show affection, not necessarily romantic affection, but right. just friendship. Mm-hmm. And so if that's something that makes your partner uncomfortable, then those are conversations that you and your partner need to have about like, listen, I understand that this is how you are, but it makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Well, know. I'll tell you what. And makes I've never me done anything that I haven't come back home and told Chris about mm-hmm. immediately or just, yeah. just sure. like, oh, my God, this wild thing. And oh, this thing happened, you know. But can you imagine what makes makes me want to bring it up is just like how fucking big it blew up. Because like imagine ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. For, can you for imagine your, your relationship, relationship to be under the microscope to that degree is mm-hmm. like and it speaks to our like obsessive culture right that I, yeah i don't love that hand holding scandal hand hold, and that's literally like people is they're going bananas like would it. you really expect oh, somebody to take down. their wedding ring off for that like are you kidding me can you believe she's right. still gonna be married to this man who, with a hand holding scandal hand holding scandal 2019 1890 i know like <laughs> it's so bizarre it is Oh my god! I want to see the Jason Derulo pick again. <laughs> <laughs> please, please hold. Oh shit! Uh, I yeah. mean, I even mm, I cut oh his my, face off because oh it was like, it oh my even... god! No, his his, his <laughs> face TDB. is great. No, like, he, he has a great is... he has a great face. He he came out and said like he's like I'm just Haitian baby. I'm not oh. photoshopping anything. Oh. That's how we do it down here. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. spicy, okay. Mm-hmm. You speak French? Voulez-vous <laughs> <laughs> coucher avec moi? <laughs> please. I said please. <laughs> S'il vous plaît. <laughs> okay. Did you guys hear about this? 
And I, I saved it because I was like, we have to talk about this because Cassie is always joking. We just had our Uh-oh. Thanksgiving um, where all of our friends came together. And of course, it's the most. I always feel a little weird for people who are new to our group on Thanksgiving yeah. because we're all like losing our shit gushing <laughs> over each other when we go around the table to say what we're thankful oh, for oh, and the other people aren't, aren't prepared. They're <laughs> no. not prepared for no. that level of like love in yeah. the room. Yeah. Um, and so Cassie's always joking about how we should have our own commune. Oh, we should. <laughs> and we should just start. Oh. This is where the cult starts. Um, oh, and everybody's doing it though. Like Kanye's starting one. Fucking dude face from 30 Seconds to Mars is starting one. But you see, I don't have like, enough money to need. Is that Jared Leto? Yeah. 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 Jared they, Leto he has, has an I, he has an island. You have to wear white and he's like calling himself a prophet. And, and he shit. looks like Jesus. Yeah. White Jesus. You didn't wait, know about his cult? Wait, what? I yeah. brought this up before. I yeah. don't remember this. I think yeah. I maybe even brought this up on this podcast. I may before. have blocked this from my memory. No, you, oh, yeah. you nope, can literally you can compute. buy a ticket to this island and they play nothing but thirty seconds of Mars music. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's lies. <laughs> You're like already I'm out. See, I'm, I'm out not already. about this next time we talk about it again, but like what? <laughs> Once again I'm gonna be like in shock because I can't my can't. can't compute. <laughs> Is there something that just happens to like white guys when they grow their hair long and get a beard and then they're like, I'm oh, Jesus great. now. There goes bed. I'm, I'm going to make, 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 make body butter and talk about fallopian tubes. Jeez. That's actually the tenets uh, to the cult. They're like, mm, just shake it real shake hard and let those tubes. eggs fall out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is coming up on our shorty episode. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah, I just realized that our listeners won't know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, that that uh, gets released like Monday. So yeah. Okay, so listen, listen to our to shorty, shorty episode first and then yeah, then one. you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, so uh, there were these seven girlfriends in China. Oh yeah. Did you see that? I love Dude, this. their house is I love this. dope Banana. Did you see the pictures of the house? Yes. I love it's this. It's crazy. They, they completely renovated it. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are these seven girlfriends who in 2008, they got together and they were joking about how when they turn 60, they're all going to buy a house together and retire mm-hmm. together. Yes, ma'am. And I they just it. kept talking about that. And then eventually they found this home that needed to completely be renovated. So they got it for like a really good deal. And it's a 7,535 square foot home. And it's fucking gorgeous. It's it has a huge so living area on the bottom. And then a bedroom for each of them upstairs I love this. and they 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 live together now they all moved in together and they I love this it, it's it's <laughs> wonderful and they were talking about uh, they made one their of, own retirement village yeah they did and they one of the it. friends said we'll probably cook together barbecue in the fields sing and collect food in the village we joke that each of us should practice one skill so that we won't be lonely and fight with each other 10 years later Aww. some can cook beautiful food some know traditional Chinese medicine some play instruments and some grow vegetables I love Isn't that every thing about this (laughs) that is the fucking best i feel like this okay i gotta be honest with you guys i think that now that we're moving into this day and age where people are like more questionable about having children they're like should we bring children in the world like Mm -hmm. i think people are really second guessing i think we're not people aren't actively wanting to have children which is awesome and that's great if you choose not to no i think that as we do this there is this need that community is starting and funny enough that you brought up Thanksgiving because what I was thankful for was my friends. I find that your, you know, your community of people isn't just quote unquote people that you're related to family, right? right. Your family is always, I think now it's friends. Friends are our family. And mm-hmm. 
we're supporting each other and we're creating space for each other and we're supporting each other all the way into like, these are friendships that are going to last a lifetime. My mom just went with her best friend. I think I already talked about this, but she went just with her best friend for a month to Europe. Yeah. Just the two of them. But I think that this is the thing is like, you're starting to see people. It's like, I don't want to end up in a nursing home. I don't want to end up being a burden on my family. I have friends and we can all, you know, support each other. Right. In a community that isn't, Sterile I, I want to do one of those like doomsday prepper things where we get like sh- our own shipping containers and yes. stuff. Have you seen those? <gasps> yes. Yes. Well, you know, listen, I, I fully recognize that this is how cults start. But we could buy a plot of land mm-hmm. for for the cheap, mm-hmm. yep. the cheap in Missouri. I'm just saying we could buy a lot of land. We can make straw bale houses. Very easily. Insulation's very good. You can all do that all on your own. I'm just saying we could all have those little tiny homes. Oh, dude. On a big plot of land. I'm here for it. I would rather be in someplace a little warmer. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying let's do it in Oklahoma where it's also cheap, but I think we'd get blown away. Mm -hmm. Um, Oklahoma's not warmer either. No. It's not. No? Because where I'm from is literally an hour from Oklahoma. Oh, right. Well, yeah. I was thinking like OKC, which is on the other side. But Oh, oh sure, but sure. But I see what you're saying. Um, I mean... We go to New Mexico. My yes. family has property in New Mexico. Done. Sold. Okay. I'm sold. All right. Sold on it. Excellent. Okay. All right. Glad All we right, figured that go. out. I know. Apocalypse <laughs> plan complete. In, in I action. I know, how to, I know how to can vegetables. So... There you, you go. Know. I can crochet and sew. There you go. So yeah. I'm bringing my skills. Those are the skills I will be bringing. Uh, I can play ukulele by the fire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be the amazing. one thing that Christina's like, uh, you have to leave now. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're in our uh, in our yurt later, like drinking tea. Like, can you believe she brought her fucking ukulele? With her? <laughs> oh, God. Just playing Wonderwall Wonder all day. Yes. <laughs> Why does she only know how to play Wonderwall? Because everybody only knows how to play Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. gosh. So um, this may be my one of my favorite openings. Oh, oh my God. So, okay. I I've been thinking about obviously Jason Derulio since seeing that, mm-hmm. that picture. Uh-huh. Of so course it will live in your brain for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 So we're at that we're, big Derulo dick. You yeah. should print it out actually and keep it in your bedside table. <laughs> yeah. It's in my wallet. <laughs> like, like where your kids pictures are supposed to be. I'm just, just like Jason Derulio. It's just a close up actually. You've got a wallet <laughs> size print of just the dick. Just, yeah. just that. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Well, no, we've talked. You can go too big. You yeah. really can. Yeah. You really can. Yeah. But you know what I will say about this photo is it doesn't look girthy. No, it doesn't look too no, big. No, it looks just you know, like, so right. It, it doesn't just look like it's right. going to hurt dick. you. No. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be a, a fun time. Goldie Cox. So, yeah, are we, uh, we big dick in FMK? Okay. Sure. All right. Pete Davidson, Jason Derulio, Orlando Bloom. Fuck, mm. Mary kill okay i think i got mine i'm gonna marry jason derulo because i like him a lot i okay. like him i like him across the board that fucking dick i'm here for it that body he washed clothes off that stomach mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. i know good lord and i just he seems genuinely like a nice guy mm-hmm. um but he, he also does. in that picture kind of looks like he might be naughty and nice mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah um he's haitian which makes me think that he speaks french the food too mm, yeah fucking mm, food Haitian food is delicious I'm here for all of it yeah um I am going to fuck Orlando Bloom 
Yeah. Yeah. We can play Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'll even put the ears on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Yep. That, and then I'm going to kill. Um, kill Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. He can't catch a break. We've done him nope. in Fuck, Mary Kill before. And he can't catch a break with me. It's just, I can't. Uh, you know, not. I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I think. Yeah, I I think out of the three of them, I gotta I gotta marry Jason Derulio too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, because you got Orlando Bloom is just kind of like a dick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's a he's dick, a with, dick, a dick. W- with a dick, and and Pete Davidson, it seems like there's a little bit of sad boy energy there. Too much, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, so I'm I'm definitely I'm gonna have to fuck pete davidson oh. you know you know i like to you fuck do. a sad boy you do i, do. I want to change their lives i want to make them smile God, i want to right. give them something to so pete davidson i'm gonna fuck okay and okay. i guarantee you he's a he's a good oh yeah time. i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a good time I actually you're changing my mind mm-hmm. yeah okay you're right because orlando bloom's gonna be a lazy ass lover oh yeah well God and you damn. you know he is because okay so i'm having a a difficult time right now. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm having a bit Let's of a crisis. It. Let's yes. unpack it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Because as somebody who saw Pirates of the Caribbean in theaters like oh, four times man. when I was 14. How many dreams So did you have? These dreams. So many dreams um, between, yeah, between that and also Legolas Stan. Yeah. I thought he was hot. He is hot. In Lord of the Rings. He's ridiculously hot. So the those crushes that you have in like your formative sexual years are like hard to let go of. You gotta you gotta get that out of your system. You gotta you gotta fuck him. But but I feel like it'll be disappointing. Okay? I feel like it's gonna be disappointing. Don't fuck your heroes. Because (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) And although there is something very eye roll inducing about Pete Davidson. Mm Mm-hmm. He has got to have something going on. Like he's got to not only have a big dick, but he, Pete Davidson knows how to use it. Clearly, yeah, absolutely. Like, because you don't fuck Kate Beckinsale if you don't know how to Kate use it. Kate Beckinsale yeah. does not. No, she doesn't. She doesn't tolerate play. that. She shit wouldn't at mm-hmm. all. So mm-hmm. he's got to know. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling like he's going to be good at it. So I'm in this weird it's space. Kate, it's Kate Beckinsale, not Kate Beckinsale. That's it's right. right. That is yeah. right. Yeah. Amen. Trust. Amen. I trust. So it makes it hard because like, <laughs> because mm, what do you do? I'm going to marry Jason Derulio. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He's mm-hmm. going to be in Cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's I a man mean, who does not I'm take still, himself too seriously. As long as he doesn't take me to that. Yeah. I'm like, as long so, as you don't make me watch it. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I kind of think it's hilarious. So <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I'm going to marry him. And uh, I feel like, I feel like, it's going to be a better evening if I fuck. I feel like you will always have that like yeah. what if though because You're like right. you have to, I feel like you have this to. This is the second fuck Mary kill where I've almost picked Pete Davidson and gotten talked out of it. I know. <laughs> the second but, time. <laughs> I mean, you can't those childhood crushes it would yeah. be like You're right. That'd be me not fucking Tom Cruise. I'm good fucking I'm good. Me okay. not fucking like Tom York. I'm like it's right. probably not going to be great. No. no. But I'd be disappointed. But at least to. you'll know. I know. At exactly. least you'll know. Have to know. When you are on your deathbed, you won't want your last words to be I should have fucked Orlando Bloom <laughs> when I had the chance and they absolutely would have been uh, otherwise and, so oh my God. when we're all living in the house together and we're all standing around her and I should have fucked Orlando 
bloom. But you know what? Also, if I title the episode that. Mm, also, <laughs> less annoying voice. Orlando Bloom has an accent that is very nice, and oh, Pete Davidson's huh? voice is a little annoying, right? Huh? So, uh, you, okay, uh, I've convinced. I, I've been convinced okay. and convinced myself I that I will fuck Orlando Bloom, no and I will go ahead and kill Pete Davidson. I'll just bite the bullet on that. Have I? Did I change your mind as well? <sighs> Are you going to do Orlando Bloom or Pete Davidson? Who's it going to be? I got to be honest. I think I'm going to stick with my original plan. You're going to Orlando Bloom? Pete Davidson has got that dirty dick energy to me. He does. It just Mm -hmm. feels dirty. Even though it's probably safe. I'm going to put a condom on and I will text you guys. I'll be like, please let us know. (laughs) We're we're on the monkey bars right now. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, somebody somebody that I know needs to so that I can understand. I'll tell you guys all about it. Yeah, I want to know what. What we'll a special the, episode when it happens? What that <laughs> exactly, mystical it, mystical dick is because he's got something <laughs> happening there, and you I don't need to know, know what we will find. Exactly, like undoes his pants, and it's like already got a like Snapchat filters on it. <laughs> it's glowing. It's been face tuned as a rainbow in real life. <laughs> it's like cat ears. Is that a real rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> it just comes rainbows oh my god you're like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's to be the pot of gold uh uh well you guys want to take five and then we'll come back with stories All yes right. awesome and we're back yeah i'm gonna start us off um <laughs> uh mine uh comes from a uh, reddit like I, I said in the shorty i found this um thread of uh wait staff sharing their worst date horror stories which make me laugh as somebody who dates and who did used to work in food yeah. service it's always just super did you fun. see Double that whammy. thing that i tagged you in in our facebook group where i was like have you met my friend christina because that <gasps> yes. guy he was on a first date and the girl spent like a full five minutes trying to convince him that he didn't need to tip and so, so he got the way he got the waitress and he was like um she'll be needing a box because she's leaving now and made her leave that's awesome that's big I was like, dick energy it you made her leave the date you're like i'm gonna stay here and finish my food but you can go well i told you I about that. the the date that i left because they um tried to all lives matter oh no oh, see Ooh. no mm. bye it was the first one that i just actually actually like your patience has worn thin <laughs> you're like where you're at right now yeah i like, actually you know it's the holidays i'm not i don't this have isn't. Time. i can't i can't do i want to argue this or change no no yeah. i don't I'd, I'd rather just go home okay so um <clears throat> bartender here so i used to work at a place that was well known for our wings I had what was obviously a Tinder date come in belly up. I Mm. greeted everyone and got the ball rolling. After a few drinks, I could tell they were very obviously into each other. I was happy that they were happy. But as we all know, shit happens. Mm -hmm. And it was about to happen literally. No, I knew it. I knew it. I make a pass back their way and ask if they want to do another round. They both eagerly agree. And while I'm making their drinks, I hear the guy say, so what do I have to do for a kiss? Aw, cute. The girl thinks for a second and then says, eat a spoonful of their spiciest sauce. Oh, no. (laughs) She's like, I have a challenge for you. And and he wasn't (laughs) expecting that at all. And by the way. Do you really want to kiss that mouth after? Absolutely no. fucking no. not. It's the stupidest. It's the dumbest thing. Who is playing like truth or dare like that? That's fucked Imagine up. Imagine someone having a spicy mouth and then no. going down on you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
oh my god it burned Girl. your clit off <laughs> i just clenched and it, oh no i crossed i just crossed my legs <laughs> when i come back with their drinks he asks me for a side of our hottest sauce i tried so hard to talk <gasps> him out of it oh, when dude. that didn't work i did the only other thing i could do and grab my cook to witness this idiotic Yep. Move. Yep. yep. <laughs> Motherfucker, you gotta come you bring, out and see this you shit. You bring back a house out and you're like, fucking watch this. In fact, you like casually get out your phone, phone. and you're like, I'm gonna record this actually. <laughs> yeah. You're like, TikTok's gonna fucking love this. <laughs> <laughs> cook brings out the sauce and gives it to the guy. Ooh. We warn him one more time that this is an awful idea. Guy shrugs us off. Of course he does. Oh, it's fine. I got it's it. It's fine. I got <laughs> it. It's not that hot. Tips back the little ramekin. Oh, no. Things were fine. At first, tears were streaming down his face. Uh-huh. I got him some milk. I think we're over the worst of it after uh-huh. five minutes pass. Uh-uh. I was wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got to say, I think he kind of deserves whatever's coming. I do, too. Dude. Nobody needs to kiss that bad. <laughs> Dude kicks off his shoes. Oh. <gasps> Stands up and runs to the back of the bar. As he is running, poop starts escaping <gasps> his pant leg and leaves a trail all the way to the back. Oh my no. god! No, I couldn't believe it. He refused to come out until his date left. He never got the kiss. I just cannot oh. believe this guy had the forethought to take off his shoes. <laughs> Before he publicly shit his pants. <laughs> to be fair, they were really nice kicks. Oh, also, oh my that is that is a spicy poop. <laughs> Just shit streaming down your leg. He's like, I'm gonna shit myself, and kicks his shoes off, and is like, whoop, 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 whoop. Crazy. oh my god, oh, oh, crying. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. My and yeah, you know that God. that poop stings too. It burns. <laughs> it it burns. And it stunk. I had a spicy bad. lamb curry the other night and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Oh, oh look, no, yeah, that's, I, I get it. I get it. You got to impress your date or whatever. I'm not but coming sir, out there. Make like, her leave. Make her leave. I ain't coming out. Make her leave. He's there till closing. I want to. I want to hear from the girl on that date. I want that girl. The girl's. The girl story is like. So when I date with this guy, he wanted to have a kiss. Not want to kiss him. him. (laughs) Didn't think he would do it. Didn't think he would. Ran to the bathroom. Shit streaming down his leg. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. And he wouldn't come out, so I had to leave. (laughs) Out. Oh man. (sighs) And now they're married. Oh. Oh. You do. You either never speak again never. or you're with each other for Forever. life. Yeah. That's how these stories go. It's science. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. oh, I actually hurt from laughing so much. <laughs> that is. Wow. Okay. My cheeks hurt. <sighs> okay. So the name of this email is inappropriate propositions at Santa's pub. <laughs> Mm-mm. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it already. <laughs> hey, Worsties. I can't believe I didn't remember this sooner, but I'm sure my brain has been blocking it from my memory because it was certainly a memorable experience. <laughs> so I met this guy on a dating app, of course. I can't remember his name for the life of me, nor can I remember which app I met him on. So we'll just say I met Andy on Tinder. <laughs> okay. Sounds, <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Sounds right. 
Um, we talked for only a couple of days and we decided to meet up totally impromptu on the first Friday after we started talking. He was going to a popular bar he claimed to frequent that I had obviously heard of but never been to. I get to the bar and he meets me on the porch. The first thing I notice is that he is dressed as if he just walked off the beach. Board shorts, flip-flops, and a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, my God. I hope it was like 40 degrees outside. Did I mention that we live in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> but there's always that guy. There's there that is guy. always that guy. I was that my, guy my legs don't get cold. Yeah, my legs don't get cold. <laughs> I was on a set. Yeah, I was on set and it was like five in the morning and it was fucking cold. Like it was cold outside. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy walking around in shorts, in cargo shorts. I was like, what? Why? Who do you think? What do you think you're proving right now? Like, who do you think is impressed by this? You said the first buzzword I need. Yeah. You're like cargo shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Dead dick. One one of those like X's or whatever. I just don't understand because clearly there is a thing when you're from the Midwest. There is like a breed of guy who thinks that it's like a sign of like strength. Oh, right. That they don't have to wear long pants or like closed toed shoes. You saw how strong I was, but uh, I don't wear pants. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like... I why you just look stupid anyway right um we say our hellos and this guy spoke as if he were in his early 20s and lives to surf we are both nearly 40 does he have one of those shell necklaces (laughs) in my mind he 100 does does. yeah he has a puka shell necklace and also his hair is has got like oh mm -hmm, yeah tips mm -hmm. yeah he's got highlights yeah (laughs) we are both nearly 40 and again in Nashville. Mm-mm-mm. He asks if I want to drink. A landlocked state for those of you who are not in. <laughs> right. Like uh, Tennessee is landlocked for those of you who there are not in the United not States. Beach. No beach. Nary yeah. a beach near. <laughs> no. um, he asks if I want to drink. And since I do, we finally walk in. As I have never been here before, I had no idea what to expect. So I was more than mildly surprised to find that inside of this bar was packed with much younger people. Oh, this is a huge turnoff for me. It's huge. I'm not saying now, that hey, we, we hang with some younger people. We do, we do, but this is the reason why I Our call group people, has been finally cultivated though. Right. Blood in, blood out. But this is the reason why I call people on the phone before I meet up with them. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's something in someone's tone of voice and the mm-hmm. way they communicate where you can tell right off the bat. You'd be like, We don't have that. Like and to me, someone that's like it makes me think of Matthew McConaughey. Oh. You know what I mean? And Dazed and Confused Absolutely. where he's like mm-hmm. trying all right, all right, all right. to like hit on like young girls or trying to be like if you're like 40 and you're trying to be 20 yeah. like that. I just it's Massive such a turn off. Turn off. And I think we can all remember someone like that. And when you were in your early 20s or your late teens, you didn't yep. think it was as weird as it is. And now you oh, look I, back. I thought it was weird then. I, I didn't. And I look back now and I'm like. That thirty-something-year-old had no business hanging out with a group of nineteen-year-olds. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that—it's—it's it's weird it's now. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's absolutely. Creepy. All right. So they were doing karaoke, but it was impossible to see the karaoke DJ or performer. We begin weaving our way through the place over to the bar to grab drinks. Dude stops at nearly every other table, and at first, I think he sees people he knows. Maybe they were just regulars. But eventually, I realize he doesn't know any of these people as they keep looking at me asking who he is. Of course, it's so loud. I couldn't hear what he was saying. We end up making it. I, 
makes me think like do you work do you here work? that's what are i was just gonna say working? are you am i interrupting your shift <laughs> right <laughs> are you just checking on your table <laughs> or <laughs> are you trying to sell drugs to all these like, oh, i know year olds oh <laughs> puka it, shell dude is definitely puka he's, Andy. He's, he's in the bathroom at the b- i'll bleep that yeah, up <laughs> yes. like, oh, Lord. yeah we end up making it to the bar where a small group of women are were sitting in stools one of the women had her bottle held up for the bartender to see it and he took her bottle and told her he'd take care of it also makes me think are He's you working? working you're working yeah she looked at me and you could tell she was so uncomfortable as she said I'm so sorry. He doesn't have to do that. I just shrugged my shoulders and told her it was fine. As he was giving the chick her drink that he bought for her, the guy behind me asked if I was with him. And I told him kind of, but not really as we just met. The guy then bought me a drink and (laughs) handed it to me as Andy walked back over. He then told him how uncool it was for him to buy other women drinks if you were there with someone else. This guy is not on a shift. He is just fucking. He's just a weirdo. It's weird. Bizarre. Yeah. I told Andy I needed to step outside as it was hot in there and there were so many people inside. This is where it gets good. So we're (laughs) talking about our lives, where we're from, our kids, etc. Turns out he's from Florida and has a son he has custody of. He then tells me he would invite me back to. He wouldn't. he, He would invite me back to his place. But his ex baby mama is staying with him for now because she is hiding from her current husband who beats the shit out of her oh no obviously i tell him it's definitely not a problem to which he says we can always go fuck in my car it's parked <gasps> over there four zero this man is 40 <laughs> years old now we can go fuck in my car it's just in the parking lot now okay i'm gonna lay down the law i have fucked in cars oh sure and you know i'm but not because somebody was like you know what that's fine i can't exactly. take it in my house but we can go fuck in my car exactly that's exactly not it. that's, that's not, not it no no exactly i was oh. stunned at first but promptly declined after uh declined his offer to which he then replied well, well we don't have to do it in the parking lot i know a perfect <laughs> spot for <all laughs> far, not far from here where i go when i need to do drugs oh, no. <laughs> Oh my god, can we please put on the doors box set and I can just really remember being 16 again, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Are we going to Lover's Lane? Oh, oh my ooh, god. I don't like that. Again, I turned him down and he said, "Well, if you change your mind, I won't." <laughs> then he asked if I wanted to take another lap inside. Another lap inside. Motherfucker, do you own this car? Like you're just like, "Hey, how you guys doing? Good? Good? Need a beer? Got everything? Are you guys?" How fucking weird is that? If it's somebody weird. would come around and do no. that to us, I'd be like, "What? Who, <laughs> who are you? Who are you?" You know what? I feel like probably uh, that's happened. At, oh my at, god! Yeah. So anyway, yeah. he leaves. She doesn't return. She's making apparently his lap around the bar. She makes some uh, meet some guys in the in the back, um, in the. Patio. patio area and starts chatting them up by 1 30 she's like still hasn't seen this guy so she's like fuck it i'm going home she doesn't she held out him. way longer than i would have way longer yeah. way longer she wakes up the next morning and had 10 to 15 missed calls starting from around 3 30 a.m and ending around 5 a.m of Jeez. course i didn't call him back he yeah, tried she- calling one more time 
the following Friday and I blocked his numbers. That man was on cocaine. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. That man was on cocaine. Yes. Because that is the only... You you were, you were up, up all night until five in the morning? Okay. That's cocaine. 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 She says, you ladies are the worst and Prince is <laughs> the best. Aww. You make my commutes to and from work so enjoyable. I can't wait for you to come to Nashville for a live show. Hell oh, God, yes. hell yeah. Oh my God, let's Definitely. go party in Nashville. Dude, are we ready to party in Nashville? I yes. love Nashville. Not with that guy, but... <laughs> no, no. We're not cocaine ready. No. <laughs> um, love you all and I look forward to hearing more great stories and seeing more great things from you ladies. Oh, yay. That was a great story. Dude, what the... Oh, that's a... That's a lot. To but take you know in. what? I bet that guy moved to California and we see him on occasion. I have uh. gone on a date with that guy. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I, 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 I went on a date a few weeks ago with that guy. With so. Dupro? Huh? With Dupro? Dupro. Yeah. We we have frequented some divey dive bars mm. in this city mm-hmm. and we have had some weird shit happen to us. Do you remember mm. the guy who gave us um, all bath salts? <gasps> yes. yes. Like full, not, oh. not the drug, like full... <laughs> Yes, Un- to be clear, opened containers of, of like bath salt, bath scented bath salt. It was for my salts. birthday. That's right. Yes, and I, mine was, was lavender. That, was that the mine too? Was that the year that the Pomeranian was there too? I think there was a oh Pomeranian God, in that right. bar with that random chick that was like screaming. So metal. weird. She was like a bad mom. She was a very bad dog bad mom bad as well. Mom. Yeah, I mean, so we have seen some characters. Yes, yes. and those people are on dating apps. Yep. Those uh, people are on fucking dating apps. So call Could them. you fucking imagine showing up to one of those guys? No, oh. no. Or or guy? the or the or the I give out mushrooms in the dive bar bathroom guy. Oh, yeah, that guy that yeah. we've encountered yeah. on occasion. Yeah. Like yep. you well, know, well we didn't. Well, because we no. don't go to the men's restroom, but <laughs> by proxy, <laughs> by proxy, <laughs> we have, we know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoi vey. Okay, <laughs> so exactly, <laughs> this was sent to us, and um, we guested on Boobies and Newbies, and Kelly from Boobies and Newbies was asking for holiday dating stories for mm-hmm. us to feature during our episode. So that episode either has already come out or will come out soon. So go listen to it. She sent us this for that, but um, we were already done recording so we missed our opening there we got you here girl yes so it is a holiday story yes here we go all caps traditionally speaking christmas eve has been the super bowl for most of my bad decisions (laughs) yes (laughs) yep that is the best opener ever actually (laughs) and this year in particular wasn't going to interrupt my stellar record of train wreck mishaps (laughs) so I'm dating this guy in college, and this was to be my first Christmas meeting his extended family. Already. (gasps) The night before Christmas, we decide to go eat sushi, and we run into my bar manager and his girlfriend. After many sake bombs and other drinks, we decide it's a great idea to run to our bar that's closed and grab a bottle of Jaeger. Oh, absolutely not. No. First first mistake. That's one. uh, That's one alcohol that i cannot do i don't fuck with that do not fuck with that um grab but it gets worse grab a (laughs) bottle of jaeger vodka a case of red bull and a few 12 packs of bud light keep in mind there's still only four of us i was just (laughs) gonna say did you pick up like five other people or it's puka shell guy yeah he's like i I got one of these 12 packs all to myself (laughs) because like a few 12 packs for four people alone is like a lot and you've already how many sake bombs deep are you and also Oof. can we talk about sake bombs and jaeger bombs in one Ugh. night 
dude i'd be i'd be out and and like i could throw it back i can throw it the fuck back but just listening to that that. i'm like i had to to take the next week off no i mean we're drinkers in this room and i absolutely won't do that to my body and i will eat taco bell at 3 a.m and Ah. i won't do this to my body so there's there's that yes um but but at 22 or whatever you think you're fucking invincible or like what however old you are when you're in college um mm. this is this is going to go to white castle isn't it <laughs> this story is going to white <laughs> castle oh yeah it is mm, that's white castle drunk mm-hmm. the next morning we wake up and head to his parents house first to open <gasps> presents so keep in mind mm. she was doing that shit on christmas eve mm. you're meeting your boyfriend's extended family for the first time the next day I'm surprised I'm not dead. Most of my parts wish I was. Yep. yep. Of Sounds course. Right. Yeah. Back in these days, a simple egg McMuffin and nasty concentrated orange juice would cure a hangover. Yeah. I remember being 20. Mm-hmm. You know, I never could, still can't eat greasy food when I'm hungover. Oh, it's the best. I can't do it. Yeah. Like my I body repels it. Mine's, mine's a sausage biscuit. Yes. Like literally the yes. just plain sausage biscuit oh. from McDonald's cures a hangover for me i can't do it i either need something plain like saltine crackers or i'm weird and my body is like if you don't replenish with vitamins and minerals right now like i need to have like a smoothie i also diet Mm. coke i like the the sparkly aspartame goodness so (laughs) diet coke and a sausage biscuits my hangover Mm. cure Boy, I'm a now girl. I want McDonald's. I'm now so I'm hungry. I'm McDonald's breakfast person. is the best. I don't it care. Really is. <laughs> Being so hungover, we don't realize that everything is closed in this college town. It's Christmas. Mm. We decide to carry on to his parents' house, as I'm sure we're already running a little behind by the tension building in the car. <laughs> so oh, he's no. like, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. <laughs> um, my boyfriend keeps mentioning how much I'm going to love his present and that it's super thoughtful. <gasps> Spoiler alert, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we get to his parents' house. They give way too strong of hugs for how unger- for a hungover girl and immediately want us to open presents. I hate this. He rolls this big-ass box towards me. I pull away a giant piece of wrapping paper and the room fills with the smell of cardboard. My senses are so magnified as I'm way too hungover. I feel my facial expressions getting out of control. I'm sure my face is green and it's getting so hot in this damn house. Oh, That is so true. Like when you're trying to keep it together, when you are hung over and you're trying to act like everything is fine, fine. it makes it worse. Oh my God. It's like so bad. If I'm hungover, I need to just feel hungover. Just There's something me... about like trying to power through it that actually amplifies it. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to put on my hood to my hoodie yep. and literally just like close those drawstrings <laughs> yep, real real tight <laughs> real real tight it's just a Only circle nose out just nose out like and i need to curl up in the fetal position on the couch that's what needs to happen um i pull it together and open his present without puking ah. thank god oh he bought me a 300 pound flat screen tv what i know super thoughtful i mean I mean, it's a good else? gift, but it's not necessarily a thoughtful gift. Right. I think m- sometimes, not men, I guess people don't understand the difference between like expensive yeah. and like thoughtful. thoughtful. Yeah. 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 It's not I, the same. I've, um, I worked with a friend who was like notoriously the worst at gift giving. And I remember for one Christmas, his wife finally got so fed up when his big Christmas gift to oh, her no. was a pair of orange Crocs. <gasps> oh, and she was just. What is this? It's, uh, I'll bleep out. It's. 
No, yes. he did not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's the worst. He's the worst gift giver ever. No, orange Who? fucking Crocs. And was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so Actually, you need to move serious. out. You need to move out Are now. You fucking serious. <laughs> the best. Right? I would fucking die. <laughs> I love that story. Oh my god! Like, nobody wants that. No it's your one. wife, Mario Batali. <laughs> <laughs> Is she work in the kitchen? No, no. And she doesn't want fucking Crocs. She's nobody like does. Bright orange Crocs. It's so weird. Well, somebody does because that somehow that company is still in <laughs> still business, around. dude. Chefs—they're great for chefs. They're yeah. great for people that work in the kitchen. Well, like, yeah, no, 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 no. No, I hate it. What? Okay, sorry. (laughs) She says, okay. Anyway, he opens his presents from his parents, and we are off to meet his lovely Cuban grandmother and all of his cousins. Is that done yet? No. Oh, Oh, there's a lot to the story. In the car, he is emotional and wants to pick this time to point out that my reaction to his gift, quote, wasn't what he thought it would be. I explained that the cardboard smell was so overwhelming, and I'm just glad I didn't vomit all over the box and his family. I just needed something of substance in my system. He interrupts that we are almost to his family's house that he's sure there will be plenty to eat that everyone will love me and that we can discuss the TV later <laughs> oh. we are bringing this back up when you feel better <laughs> oh, no I don't like that <laughs> it's a TV bro it's fine calm down we pull up to this adorable white house probably a thousand square feet and as we open the door we are hit with the most amazing smells of food mm. the dishes must have been slowly simmering to perfection for about 50 hours mm. you could tell that the food had love behind it and if you couldn't you felt it by all the hugs and kisses from his closest 25 family members oh small house yep yep hot house hot you're fucking sweating yes yes you're you're sweating jaeger at this point i scanned the kitchen and his grandma comes over dear are you hungry yes ma'am i really just need something she continues to tell me that they are almost done cooking and it should only be about 40 minutes or so panic ensues i'm not gonna make it 40 minutes i just need a cracker a piece of bread a fucking crouton the room is getting hotter and i'm able to hold it together the torture of watching no one really cooking and the dish is just sitting there for about 30 minutes when all of a sudden okay everyone dinner is ready i honestly still don't know what needed 30 minutes but everything was amazing i loaded the largest plate i ate like i had just uh, made it to the merge and survivor. Yes! <laughs> I love this story. I can't help it. I dive straight in. I am so happy to fill my stomach as quickly as possible. My stomach. Oh, you sweet, naive, 22-year-old, oh. alcohol-lined stomach. Oh. My eyes get glassy. My throat gets watery. Mm. And it's getting even hotter with everyone gathering throughout the house eating. I pan the room for the single bathroom. <gasps> it's occupied, of course. Uh-huh. 25 people in one bathroom? Oi. I whisper to my boyfriend, I need to go outside. He has a worried look, and I'm able to quickly walk with the most nervous fake smile I've ever possessed. I you're pouring sweat you're just dripping sweat at this point (laughs) i'm outside it's 36 degrees feels amazing steam is coming off of every part of my skin Mm -hmm. i run to the tree line behind his grandma's rose bush her favorite the (gasps) entire meal was revisited as i threw every single thing up no the sounds that were coming from behind that bush would have scared children from miles away (laughs) (laughs) afterwards i took a minute and thought I wonder 
How many people are watching through the small kitchen window? As I turned slowly, I heard many footsteps and furniture adjust, so I'm sure it was a show. I make my way back into the house where the most unfortunate thing occurs. Completely ashamed, I take myself back inside, and within minutes, I feel a million times better. Everyone hangs out for an extremely long time, and I happen to fall asleep. My head is in my boyfriend's lap, and I'm occupying only my side of the couch and his lap. I feel it necessary to point out that although I was a complete train wreck, I wasn't about to take up too much couch space. (laughs) She's she's from the Midwest, because I would have done the same thing. I'm like, one cushion. Squeeze up your whole body into one cushion. Anyway, I fall asleep, and apparently this is where I decide to start moaning. (gasps) Yep, my ass decides to have a full-on sex dream in the middle of the family story sharing time. My boyfriend shakes me awake and whispers in my ear, we are going to talk about this later, but right now, you cannot go back to sleep. (laughs) No! Dude, oh my god. Oh. That was the last time I was physically at his family's house, but something tells me his wife is overhearing them retell the story of that time he brought that train wreck over <laughs> oh. to shower grandma's roses with vomit before coming on grandma's couch. <laughs> That's the most mortifying thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's the most. I would have left. I'm like, I'm sorry. You can get an Uber back to the dorm. I I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) We're gonna talk about this later. No, we're good. No, we're not. We we're not. You go ahead and return that TV. Yeah, exactly. Just keep Keep it. it. You can keep it. Oh my. (laughs) You don't have to call me again. It's fine. I understand. I understand. This all makes sense. Oh my god! Well, Ooh. I'm glad that we're in a good mood because I'm about to, about ruin to it. blow it. About to blow it. Is Chris Reckon. back with the wine or not? I'm oh, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. Let's check. We may want to restock. So I'm going to trigger warning this. Okay. First of all, okay, it's that bad. Okay. It is. Uh, there is violence against children and animals in this. Just be warned. Um. I got a lot of my information from this book by Jerry Bledsoe. Um, he wrote for um, Greensboro um, Times, and he did like a series of articles, and then it turned it into a book called Bitter Blood. And sounds I listened. So familiar it sounds now. super familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to Southern Fried True Crime, which is another podcast. By the way, her voice mm-hmm. is like honey. Oh, really? It was wonderful. I've never to it. Yeah, it was. It was I a, love a good Southern accent. Yeah, like a mm, like a molasses Southern accent. Yeah, yes. really enjoyed um, that podcast. And then I guess I found out afterwards that um, it was on a My Favorite Murder live episode, but okay. I I never listened to those, so like yeah. I I must have missed it. But <clears throat> this is the Bitter Blood Murders. I know this. I know, I know this one. I know. Yeah. We this probably do. Yeah. You would, you, you know it, but this is, this is about as crazy in love as you get. Okay. And I'll explain why I, I chose it as we go. So we'll start with Susie Sharp Newsome. She went by Susie Q. She was named after her aunt Susie, who is like one of the first female judges in um, North Carolina. Her family is the important. They, um, they're a very prominent family in North Carolina, the Newsoms and the Sharps. So like 
she had like a really blessed childhood. She was delivered by her uncle, Dr. Klenner, and he said that she had... Time out. Yeah. I don't want... Either that's your brother or that's your brother-in-law. Yeah, I and they're, they're looking at your vag. Do I, I do not want you in my vag. Yeah, no, he all. was. He was all up in there and all he delivered it. Here's the question I have. Aren't, I thought there were, doctors weren't allowed to practice on family. I, I don't I don't know, but he did. Huh. He, uh, he would have been, because he was married to Annie Hill Sharp. And she was a new sound. So it, it was well, it's like a, uncle, a couple uncle of things. by marriage. What year? Oh, okay. This was like in the, the late 60s that she was born. So the 60s and also really rich. Yeah. Yeah. R- one, rich people get to do whatever they want. Two, right. two, the 1960s, I think rules were probably different. Right. Sure. So she went by Susie Q to differentiate herself from who she called Aunt Susu, which mm-hmm. was the the judge in the Aunt family. Aunt Susu. That's Aunt, cute. Because <laughs> she um, was born with what the doctor said was a heart murmur, he said in order to treat it that she must not ever become excited. Ever. You must you not excite right her at all. And so she was incredibly spoiled. She had to have everything her way. Oh, the worst, the worst type of child. If she did have um, a temper tantrum, the only way to calm her down was to pour cold water on her. That she was just so incorrigible, but she grew up beautiful. She grew up intelligent. She also grew up incredibly headstrong and had to have her way. So she goes to Wake Forest University, mm-hmm. and there she meets a young basketball player named Tom Lynch, and he's a couple years younger than her, and he immediately feels like, I mean, she's like the fraternity sweetheart. Mm-hmm. She is v- beautiful. Pictures of her at that time, she's just like, she was like May Queen. She was all of these things, and Tom can't believe that he's the one the beauty yeah and he comes from a pretty prominent family too like everything makes sense on paper and so he he gets excited they they start to become serious and he takes her home to meet his mother and his sister so tom's mother dolores was also a very headstrong Uh. kind of like intense woman she um she southern matriarchs are yeah intense so i'm like it's so funny when you learn about dolores i'm like dude tom went and married his mother yeah he really sounds did. like it he really did and i don't know why he thought that they would ever get along it was hate at first sight dolores hated Susie. thought she was haughty thought that she thought that she was better than everybody else and i mean she takes one to know exactly like they just both hated each other and at the end of the day, like, of course, Tom, like, picked Susie and was like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to let this woman tell me what to do now. Because, <laughs> yeah. So they get married. Of course, like, the day is overshadowed by Dolores and Susie, like, having a big old fight. Oh, my oh. God. Get she, the fuck she over blows, it. She blows up about Janie, Tom's sister's uh, a bridal or what. Bridesmaid's dress. dress was wrinkled. And so her and Dolores get into a screaming match about it because Susie's like, she's not going to be in my wedding. Her dress is wrinkled. Oh, my God. Like, uh, I just, as someone planning a wedding right now, Uh who fucking has the 
energy. Get this is steamer. this is rich person energy of right. like you ought, clearly aren't concerned about fucking anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you have time to be this upset about something like that, like it's the people that like want to start drama, like. Yeah. who's got time for that i mean i guess rich people rich people do. yeah exactly so they they get married and they move to lexington kentucky because um tom had just graduated and he was going to dental school there so unfortunately for Susie, that meant that they were only like a half an hour away from dolores who she was just like we're never visiting and in fact when she had her first son it actually took like forever before Dolores was allowed to see him. And even then she had to stay at a hotel and call ahead to make an appointment. I I really think that I really think that if I hated my mother-in-law that much, it would be a deal breaker for the entire relationship because it's just like, you have to see that person all the time. You have to make it work. Like well, that's yeah. <laughs> not according to Susie. She's Susie's like, like no, no, bye. Like, no, she's like, Dolores will be dead soon. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's so much tension, but finally like Tom moves to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Susie's like grateful for the distance, but immediately she fucking hates New Mexico so much. Nobody gives a fuck about her southern family there no. or her breeding nope. or like people they sure do not nothing here let me yeah. tell you as someone whose family is from new mexico i was born in albuquerque new mexico is a different animal mm-hmm. albuquerque specifically right. is i was listening to behind the bastards and they were talking it was um robert evans and uh, billy wayne oh, were talking billy wayne about davis. billy wayne davis so were funny. talking about albuquerque and both of them were like it's a weirder place than you would think it is. <laughs> right. it's, it's a completely bizarre place. And yeah, they give absolutely, of anywhere I've lived, they give less fucks about like status yeah. and stuff like that. They just don't care. Which is great. I they, personally they, like that. They don't care. I yeah, mean, like, so, yeah. That's where we're building our but if, actually. if you're used to that, like if you're used to getting attention right. for being like a special like that, they're, they're not going to give you that kind of attention in Albuquerque. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. So by this point, like they've been married like nine years or so. They have, they have two boys at this point and the marriage is just on the rocks. You know, like Susie doesn't like being so far away and in a place that she hates. She doesn't really have friends. She's kind of aimless. She's taking care of the boys all the time. And Tom is never home. Neighbors hate her. They are fairly certain that she's beating the kids. One of the kids gets put in the hospital. He's got a bump on his head and a concussion. And she tells varying stories. And people start to like talk to Tom. They're like, I'm pretty sure that Susie is like losing her temper on the kids. And he kind of like refuses to believe it. But she's home alone with them all the time. And she doesn't have any friends or anything. Like she's just losing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So her lashing out. Yeah, lashing out. And she um her grandfather gets sick back in Greensboro. And so she uses it as an excuse. She's like, I'm gonna go back while he's, you know, sick and and you know, take the boys back and visit them. As soon as she lands, she files separation paperwork and is like, Yeah, and I'm not coming back. Tom said it's it's not really a surprise right. at all. Like things have been going so sour for so long and he didn't he didn't really fight it. He felt really bad about um like the kids the kids yeah. yeah and oh i did watch an investigate discovery investigate, investigate. um is called um uh, 
Southern Fried Homicide. Oh, and it was genius. episode one, season one, episode one. It's called oh, Kissing Cousins, <gasps> and so it has Tom Lynch on it. He he. Oh no! They interview him and some of the other cops. And so she took the kids with her to Greensboro and correct. then filed. So uh, something that I learned from marriage story. Um, if you file and you have the kids in your custody with you in that state, mm-hmm. it's going to be really fucking hard. If yep. you're living somewhere else, it's right. going to be like nearly impossible to get your get custody of your kids oh. without moving back to yeah. where they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing, too. At this time, it's like the late 70s. And it's just like. Custody he, goes to the mom. Custody goes to the mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fighting for full custody. Right. He just didn't wanted to think, see the kids. He just wanted his fair share. Yeah. So they get they get back to um Greensboro and Susie is just like I mean, you're you're separating from a nine year marriage even when you're unhappy. I know this that it's still like a, a change, it's a transition. Mm-hmm. She's aimless, she doesn't know what she's doing. She decides on a whim to go to China to yeah. teach English. And okay. I, I can understand, like, there's, there, I, I feel like people react to trauma and change in different ways. Yeah. Where, like, some people, like, hunker in or hunker down and just try to, like, day by day, step by step. Like, right. may, or some people are a little bit more impulsive. Yeah. And are like, well, I'm just going to move to China. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm impulsive. I, I think I would lean that direction mm-hmm. of just, like, especially as somebody who moved a lot growing up, like Mm -hmm. I was just having this conversation with Anthony that this is the longest I've ever lived in a place. And it does, you start to get, no matter how happy you are, you start to get that like, oh, I need to leave, you know? Um, So I feel like I would lean that way, but I don't have fucking kids. Yeah. And also I think, I think when I read through this thing, I personally think that it was a reaction to hearing that Tom was dating so quickly because there there are some indications that she thought that he would he would come and try to get her back mm. and the fact that he was like bye and started okay. dating someone else really quickly makes me think that then she got like it, yeah. it was the impetus for her being impulsive and be like well fuck you and you're, you're dealing, never gonna see your kids you're dealing then. with a person also who like is so fucking used to getting what they want exactly like, you know exactly how dare you how dare you so she goes to China and it's supposed to be for like a year, but it's it's a it's a mess. It's not what she thought it was going to be. It's polluted. She's living in a place that's not up to her quote unquote standards or what have you. So they only make it like six months. When she gets back, she moves in with her parents, Bob and Florence Newsom. And Florence is like, she looks terrible. She's hmm. completely different person like okay she was always spoiled and headstrong but she was like fun and social when she grew up in that's how people knew her people liked her she had friends she had social engagements she comes back from china and everyone's like who is so different she's lost an insane amount of weight dark circles under her eyes she seems withdrawn and just depressed it sounds drugs sounds like depression like big time yeah you know, and so her her mom's like, okay, this is not like you. You need to go see your uncle. Now, let's talk about her uncle, Doctor Fred Klenner, Senior. He like has Can we a, skip this part? He has a clinic Mm-mm. that even up into the eighties was still wasn't integrated. It was yeah, segregated. It was segregated. Into the 80s. Segregated. Oh, room. He in the 80s. In the 80s. In, in South Carolina? Where are they at? North Carolina. North Carolina? Mm-hmm. He um, we, hated 
this- communists. He hated minorities, and he loved him some Hitler. Oh, so uh, Thanksgiving with him would have been real fun. Yeah, was what you're saying. So much Hitler stuff in their house. Loved Hitler. You know what else they loved? Vitamin C and B12, which Dr. Klenner was like, vitamin C cures polio and multiple sclerosis. Oh my God, you are not a doctor. <laughs> I feel like this is a person who was just like, I'm a doctor. And everybody was like, okay. okay. No, but that was his son. <laughs> it, Dr. Klenner was actually a doctor. His son, Dr. Fritz Klenner, Whoa, okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. You named your kid Fritz. You're not allowed to be obsessed with Nazis and name your kid Fritz if you live in North Carolina. I'm no, no, no. Fritz Klenner grew up with a father who obviously had very strange beliefs and was very. I mean, I can only imagine what that childhood was like. However, he's like, I see what you're at. You're like level eight. I'm going to pump this bitch up to 21. This one goes all the way to 11. Exactly. He goes whole hog. He is a liar big time because he's just an underachiever. Like he goes to college and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I graduated. Totes graduated college. Didn't graduate college. No. He's like, mm, I'm, I'm going to Duke University for medical school. I'm like top of my class. No, no, you're not. No, never went to Duke. Also, he was in the CIA. He was a hero in the Vietnam War. He was in the FBI. He beat off a group of black people one night who tried to rob him by (laughs) using karate. Beat off. Oh, okay. By beat off, he means like literally just gave him all handies, right? It's insane. And so people, like people his age, like call him Dr. Crazy. His dad either refuses to acknowledge that his son has a problem or, or what. Regardless, he well, lets da- him dad work. Dad isn't as- really all there. I mean, right. like he's not the best judge of what's normal or saying. Right. So he lets him work at his clinic. So there's two Dr. Clenners in this clinic. They both love vitamins and Nazis. So needless okay. to say, they are technically like that's her uncle and that's her cousin, but they're not close with the rest of the family. They're kind of the black sheep of the family because... Thank God. Yeah. The, Jesus. It's extreme. Is he the one who delivered her? Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. The, the senior one. actual shit. Yeah. I am not letting my Nazi brother-in-law anywhere <laughs> near... My vagine? No. Yeah, no. Whoa. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So she goes in and... Dr. Klenner Sr. is like, you have MS, which is something he told like everybody because then he's like, and I'm going to give you vitamins and oh. cure you. Ah. So here's an actual great. bucket of B12. So just <laughs> take 50 in the morning and 50 before bed. Pretty and- <laughs> fucking much. So soon, like her energy comes back because B12 will give you energy, yeah. but it's not going to fix the fact Depression. that she's like obviously dealing with some mental health this is the 80s like she should have gone to a therapist right but people were like therapy is scary so we're just gonna send you to this quack doctor instead (laughs) and pump you full of (laughs) vitamin c yeah yeah and it's 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 at this point like she she begins to become like more and more paranoid that like tom is going to take her kids away and like 
this this whole thing and and that's what makes me think that it's got to be some mental health thing but obviously she didn't go to a therapist or or anything like that or really open up to people so it's only speculation that she was uh like people were like she's just became super paranoid she became very overprotective of her kids especially once she brought them back from china she was like she they were not allowed to talk to their dad on the phone. They were not allowed to talk to Dolores on the phone. And like Florence is like, they're living with her. So she's like, they were just like not allowed to be kids. They weren't like allowed to go outside. And then, so they were raised quite opposite of her. Right. Yeah. Fritz starts coming over. Fritz, her cousin doesn't need to do that. And Florence is like, why is Fritz coming to our house late at night? I don't like it. And, pretty soon gossip starts spreading around town because you know their first cousins it's not cool even Uh, back then like you just that just wasn't something that like people did uh, yeah first cousins not ideal no not great and like people are just talking because their behavior is like it's just it's just different. And so now this is like the icing on the cake. Of Florence, everyone, okay. I just there are so many people in the state of North Carolina. There's a lot. There are so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are so many who are not Nazi liars. Not related to. Yeah, I, I but I just I w- there are so many things here that I'm like, why why <laughs> she see and here's here's where i've come because i'm like i read a book i listened to like two podcasts and watched like an investigate discovery about it so these are these so are expert. my these are my two cents take it with a grain of salt but what i read into it is that like she had always gotten her way and she was just it seems like she was feeling like Things things were slipping, and and obviously, like this paranoia and and depression, that sort of thing, was someone coming in. Yeah, Fritz was somebody who literally in one year alone got fifty two permits for fifty two different guns. That's what? a gun a week. Literally was That's... preparing for end times and was like, I've been in the CIA. I've had oh, these covert okay. missions. Like he's like rugged and outdoorsy and stuff. And I feel like she just got to this place where this guy can protect me. This guy can protect me. Yep. Yeah. And he would, he would say, I'm I'll protect you. Like Tom will never get those kids, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like she, I, I mean, I don't know how you can buy all that bull crap unless you're like kind of lying to yourself yeah. too at that point. But she had isolated herself because the latest thing happens. She gets into a huge fight with Florence, her mom, where she's living. Cause Florence is like, yeah, d- like not, what are you not doing? your crazy fucking cousin. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. this so, guy's ugh. insane. And she's like, you're never going to see the kids again because mm-hmm. she likes to play the kids like pawns. And like, you can't tell me what to do and moves out. Florence is like beside herself. Well, I I have to say this. This is why you don't treat your kids like Mm. you don't idolize your kids like that when they're little. Because like you created this monster like you did. Like you can't treat them like little precious things that always get their way and you just praise them all the time for every little thing because they have no ability to like adapt to cope function yeah cope when things don't go the way that they're supposed to yeah and so it's Mm -hmm. not really a surprise that she responded to a a difficult rough patch in her life like this right Mm -hmm. 
So, and, and this is the reason why I tell this story is because once she moves out and moves into her own place, of course, Fritz like moves himself right in. And I feel like this is what terrifies me about this <laughs> story. There's so much that does, but this is really what nails it down to me is like, I feel like you can meet somebody and fall in love that amplifies your, your best traits and makes you better. Or sometimes you meet somebody and fall in love yep. with somebody that amplifies your worst traits yep. and actually like being able to recognize that, being able to step back and be like, wow, I don't like the person that I am with you mm-hmm. is, is, is something that, that should have happened, that she right. should have been able to look in the mirror and realize what was happening. But she But didn't. you know what? I feel like she probably wasn't able to do that because when you are so used to being praised for absolutely everything and then you hit a point when people are being critical of you mm-hmm. and like being critical of your decisions and that comes as a surprise to you right. and then you meet somebody who is praising your bad behavior right. and, and your bad decisions and feeding into your bad decisions, you're just like, oh, well, this is great. Yeah, so literally it's like, to me, like looks like water going down the drain. Yeah. Yep. This is where this story it's goes. It's a fucking out spiral out of control because they literally do, uh, they they are two bad people that make each other 10 billion times worse because they're stockpiling guns. Oh. They're stockpiling vitamins. They are, <laughs> they are, I'm sorry, not only not, many vitamins. finally, like Tom gets to see his kids after two years of not getting to see him. I mean, this divorce custody thing was just like a fucking nightmare. He capitulates to every single one of her financial decisions just so he can see his kids. Wow. So he hasn't seen them in two years. They come off the plane. They are pale. They are underweight. They're not really making eye contact. Well, yeah, and you can't All have in a their cocktail luggage of, is a giant thing of vitamins. Yeah, you can't have a cocktail of multivitamins for breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. every day. Wow. Like that's not uh, that's not how kids work. They're they, like, Dad's like, "Where's your pajamas? I have Flintstones, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> some and some vitamin C and vitamin C and more vitamin C." But B12. yeah, so he's like mortified, and he's like, "Oh." Uh, like I, I can't believe this. Like, and he gets them to open up and get uh, gets them Explain to be what's kids. Happening. Yeah, again, and he's like goes straight to his lawyer, and he's yeah. like, "This, we got, we got to work something out. This is not, this is not okay." Because their custody agreement was like he could get them two weeks in, um, in the summer, mm-hmm. and like a week at Christmas. That's it. Jesus. And not only that the boys are too young to travel by themselves, according to Susie. So not only does he have to pay for their airfare round trip, right. he has to pay for her to drop them off and, and go pick back. them up. Yeah. So, so how become, old are they at this point? Like uh, They're like 10 and 9. I, and I could be completely naive about this, but I, it really bothers me that people don't treat children like autonomous human beings who mm-hmm. are capable of having a say yeah. in what happens to them. Because I feel like oftentimes in situations like this, when they're like nine and 10, 11, 12, like you should be able to ask them what they want. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think that there's something though to be said about it as a child manipulating that situation, which is like, well, 
I can only I can eat as much candy as I want if I'm at this sure. parent's house. And right. She she doesn't Absolutely. even care if I do whatever. So I'm not doesn't saying mean they're, they're putting the, the best. Situation. I'm not saying like they should be able to make the decision. Right. But the fact that like up until recently and even now we don't ask kids what they want. Right. Like we treat kids as though like they can't they're unable to have opinions yeah. or like they're not like I autonomous think they do human take beings. Considerations. I think they ask and they put it take it into consideration, but I don't think that not it, in a lot of situations that I've seen. Not yeah. in a lot of divorce situations that I've seen personally yeah. in my life, at least not that I'm aware of, have the kids been like asked. Yeah. So I'm sure often on age as well. Like and especially saying. back then it was so oh, yeah. much like the mom, it was just, it went without saying. Yeah. Right. That that, that was what was going to happen. So the boys are just wrapping up their trip. Mm-hmm. They're, they're almost, they're almost done getting ready to fly home when Tom gets horrendous news. July 1984, like Dolores was just one Sunday afternoon coming back from church and gets out of her car at the top of the the driveway and gets blasted in the back of the head with a shotgun, like hmm. dead. Who could it be? And runs Janie. God, I really wish I knew somebody who tries, had like sixteen thousand guns. Yeah, I know. Right. At this point, if you get house. one one a week, Janie inside hears the gunshot and is quickly overtaken by the assailant and is also shot and killed. A couple days later, like they're friends are worried because they can't get a hold of Dolores and and go and and find the scene Tom is is notified he cannot believe it the police are stumped it looks like a professional hit Jesus. they have no idea it doesn't it, it appears to be like a staged robbery which also i wanted to talk to you guys if you're going to stage a robbery, just actually rob some shit. Yeah. Because yes. every time they fucking Amen. know. Right. I'm like, who Amen. is still trying to stage a robbery? Just take shit. Yes, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Honestly, you've just... already killed people. Yeah, right. you, you might as well. You might as well take but shit. Every, every fucking yeah. time when you're watching Dateline, it's like they unplugged a few electronics and you're opened like, no. some drawers. And you're like, what? why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just take that DVD just player. Take it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyways uh, not to give you tips ex- yeah. exactly but I, it, it always uh, just drives me nuts I wondered if it drove you guys nuts yes, no it absolutely does. 100%. so stupid but so okay they're stumped they have no idea and Tom calls Susie and he's like can the boys please stay and we can grieve as a family she's like no so the boys are back or what have you Tom gets this really nice card actually from Bob and Florence Newsom for like condolences. They're mm. like, we are so sorry for your loss. Yeah. He takes that opportunity to reach out to them. He's like, listen, like, I know she's your boys. daughter. I, I know, know you love her. Exactly. And they're actually really kind to him because Susie's behavior is kind of quackadoodle. Yeah. And Tom's always been a nice stand-up guy. They've yeah. never had a problem with Tom. It just didn't work out. Sure. And they also they agree with what he's saying. They're like, the boys could use some time with their father, and we we do want you to have a good relationship. So this is this correspondence is happening like over months and months, and they they agree. They're like, you know what? Like at your next custody hearing. We will help you. We'll help this you out. We'll, nope. well we'll testify. Tis not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So the weekend of May nineteenth, nineteen eighty five, comes, and whew, this one's rough. <laughs> 
Bob and Florence are at their mother, like Hattie's house, because they're actually planning on moving in with Hattie. Hattie is like in her 80s, and she has a whole big house to herself. I so, love an old lady named mm-hmm. Hattie. I know, Me she still, mm. still did her gardening and everything. She's a spry 86-year-old. And Bob and Florence would stay there on the weekends because they were helping her fix it up, and they were going to move in with her. Someone breaks in and shoots all three of them. Hmm. Along Who with that, it they actually also brutally stab and overkill Florence. So Florence Jesus is Christ. just like obviously Mutilated. the target of of this. So the police are like, this is huge news. This shit does not happen. A triple homicide that looks like an execution in Greensboro, North Carolina. Like, right. get the fuck out but of here. But let's look at the links here. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. one side of the family that were that had a hit out on them that happened in kentucky mm. so oh, so like, maybe right, right. the police they didn't communicate with each other correct sure. but okay. as soon as the soon as they talk to rob who is Susie's brother he go it's so weird you know just last year just like a not even a year ago the um the lynches were, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, so, that, and they're like, isn't that so odd? That, that is weird. That is weird. And they do actually look into it and they're like, that's really strange. And not only that, the the one clue that they had that they were like, this is really weird was like burned paper in between the bodies that had come out of Bob's briefcase. And they they start to piece together like, oh, this must be like custody paperwork oh, and shit like that shit so so they're like they're pretty they're pretty on it like right right away they're like okay like Susie is obviously the common denominator right in this they're talking to tom because as soon as tom hears tom hears about bob and Flint, he calls the police department yes. immediately he's like he says in the the documentary he's like i was still in the chair I had gotten the call. I hung up and called the police department. Yep. Like I ha- didn't move. That yep. was the very first thing I did. So they're pretty hip to it. A lot of people are like, this is yeah, this, this is, is what's going on. So they end up finding out, like they talked to Fritz and Fritz is like, nah, I was out camping with this dude, Ian, all weekend. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't me, bro. So they're like, cool, 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 cool. They talked to Ian <laughs> and like five minutes into interrogation, he's like, He's with the CIA and I was trying out like I was supposed to be his driver and, and then he was going to introduce me to his CIA contacts. Now, poor Ian is bless, bless your, heart. your heart all day because he's 21 years old. He grew oh. up like going camping with Fritz and like growing up with his CIA and FBI stories and actually bless his heart believed them. Which the police are quick to be like, hey, do you know like all of this is so fa 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 fake? And he breaks down. <sighs> he is overwhelmed by guilt before even like he doesn't have a lawyer or before getting any oh. kind of legal agreement. He's like, what can I do to make this right? Like, I'll wear a wire. I'll do like he is just he feels responsible. Help. I need to fix this, which ends up like playing to his favor okay. later, but puts his life on the line. To get wear a wire, not once, not twice, but three times to try to get a confession out of Fritz. But he's just kind of a dumb twenty-one-year-old. Oh the closest he gets is finally on the third, third time where Fritz finally goes so far as to say, "Listen, I'll write a paper saying that you thought it was a hit for the government, 
and you're not going to see me again. Okay. And like, that's finally enough for the police to be like, that's enough of a confession. Like we got to go. Yeah. We got to take this guy out. So they're on their way to like get a warrant. Fritz is like hightails it back to the house in his blazer. Always a blazer. Always a blazer. So to his house that has 52 guns in it. Uh, mm-hmm. At least. Fantastic. Yeah. That so seems safe. The the house is surrounded by detectives. Okay. And they're like, I, Tom gets really upset about this because they're like, why didn't they arrest him? Why are they just watching the house? And he's like, I think that they were cowards because they knew that he had all these fucking guns on yeah. him. But that's not cowardly. That's it, fucking smart. Exactly. So <laughs> there, but here's what happens mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. This is this is the bad part. Yeah. If you don't want to hear it, I mean, it's bad already, but this is the real bad part. Yeah. Fritz um, packs up like a bunch of camping supplies and like the detectives like call and they're like, we need, we need to get police out here soon. It looks like they're going to go on the run. He packs up Susie, packs up the two boys and their two chow chow dogs um, and they back out of the blazer and start driving off. So then they they go to they pursue. They're like, all right, we we gotta we gotta pull him over. We gotta arrest him. Well, Fritz decides to pull out a nine millimeter Uzi submachine gun and start shooting. He um, shoots like he actually like police are trying to barricade him, and the police officers are like looking. They see Susie. Like literally just like he's this one cops like it was chilling. I made eye contact with her. No expression whatsoever on her face. Just blank look as Fritz pulls out a fucking submachine gun and starts shooting at cops. Wow. They're on like busy streets. There's a civilian like there. I mean, people yeah. are, are ducking for cover and someone's firing a submachine gun. So they pursue, they pursue, they pursue. He gets out. He shoots at people. He's injured like three cops. Finally, finally, they get him uh, trapped. And they see the they see the car like a little bit ahead. He's like stopped. And they're like, they're kind of like tense waiting. They think he's going to get out of the car again and start firing the machine gun again. Except all of a sudden they hear a giant clap and the car explodes. Literally pieces raining down and it happens across the street from a school bus stop with children. And you see, like, oh. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but in Tom's defense, one, of course, it's grief because those are your kids. But also, yes, it would have been dangerous to approach the house. But what you've done now is you let him leave and endanger the lives of civilians. Of civilians. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. there, there's actually, there's articles from like a 30 years later where like people, like little kids that witnessed this because body parts rain down. Jesus Christ. Like half of Susie's body ends up in a ditch. And I'm like, and school kids fucking see this. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. They probably didn't have a lot of experience with this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So they didn't not. they didn't really know like what the best case scenario I mean, the best course of action would have been. Mm-hmm. Looking back, yeah, they probably should have approached him in the house. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, it could have been a disastrous situation. Right. But it was a d- disastrous situation anyway, and mm-hmm. you endangered the lives or of just civilians. Or pull, pull him over and take him in on the way home. On the way before, home. Before he even yeah. got to the fucking yeah. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly I mean? Exactly right. Yeah. Well, so Fritz gets blown like a hundred yards away and a cop like runs up to him trying to get like a deathbed confession. Pretty much. They don't get it. He just, he chokes on his blood and dies. Um, They find 
the the boys tangled with the the dogs, but what's apparent is that they actually died of gunshot wounds to oh the head. Oh my god. Autopsies later performed the bitter smell of almonds. The boys were uh, poisoned with so much cyanide that it was just like they could smell the Holy almond smell shit. on it. And what's even more heartbreaking is Susie's hands had gunshot residue on them. Susie is the one who killed her, who kids. Killed her kids and detonated the bomb. It was and under her seat. Imagine, Tom, you've lost your mom, your yep. sister, your in-laws, and your kids. Yep. All in less than a year. And Rob. I don't know how you Rob, recover from that at all. Rob. Uh, and Rob. Rob lost his mom, dad, mm-hmm. grandma, sister. sister, both of his nephews in less than a couple weeks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. All, all told, like nine people lost their lives because these fucking people went in this crazy love spiral, like paranoia, which is, is just insane, where she had to have her way so much that she would rather everybody be dead than to... She's like, burn it down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. And then immediately, like, they're trying to get the scene together. And the the cops all say that's like the way her hear another clap and it's thunder. And the sky opens up and these huge hail come down. And it's like the worst storm ever. And they, they all say it was like, it was like even God was mad. Like oh, God Jesus, was real right? mad oh, about what man. happened. And I just like heard that and I was like, oh my that God, I have you chills, right? chills. Mother Earth was like, nah, fuck you. Now, to this day, like the only cop that Tom isn't really mad at, this this one detective that worked the initial case, like his his parents' case, he's the only one. Because in the papers, people are blaming Fritz and saying like Susie was like a Patty Hearst kind of okay. character. That she was like blah, blah, blah. And Tom's like went on any news thing to be like, to that's that not bullshit. how it was at all. Like they both... Are equally responsible yeah so that detective refused to like close the case like just because they were dead was like no i'm gonna solve this and he was able to actually um trace ballistics or whatever from that crime to a gun that tom had Mm -hmm. or to, to a gun that fritz had and sold back to a gun shop on the way back from the murder jesus that gun shop was like oh no they were both here so because he he knew Tom mm-hmm. was like, as much as Susie hated Dolores, she would have had to have been there when she was murdered. Mm-hmm. And the police all also thought there had to have been two assailants. So they got proof and were able to go to a grand jury and convict both Susie and Fritz Good. for those murders. I mean, murders. because look at her mm-hmm. personality type. Mm-hmm. You think anything fucking went down without it being exactly mm-hmm. what she wanted? Correct. Like there was, that's that's what she needed. She needed things to be what she wanted them mm-hmm. to be. So I have a really hard time believing that and Tom's she was powerless like, oh, in that she situation. Was, she was totally there too for the murder oh, of her it. own parents because mm-hmm. look at the stab wounds the on her mother on her mom. Yes. with as much as that she hated her mom. Did that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, 
I know that one's soups rough. That one's infuriating. Ooh. It is like, infuriating. It's, it's really, really upsetting. I will say that, honestly, like the Jerry Bledsoe book is really well done. If you're a fan of true crime books, definitely pick it up. It's called Bitter Blood. Mm. Um, also, the like I said, the Southern Fried uh, true crime uh, episode is is really good if you want like she goes like really 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 in depth mm-hmm. I know this one was kind of long and <laughs> no it's good it, it's necessary wow. that it was that long because it, you needed all of that detail and backstory and right. so much happened and so many people died so like, many vitamins oh, so many Nazis so many and you just there's nothing good is gonna ever come of that oh. but yeah don't well, here's the the moral of the story is like don't date people that just capitulate to you and, and capitulate to your bullshit. Like I, I, I've never been able to stand that. And I certainly don't now when people are like too nice to me, I'm like, no, call me on my bullshit. Challenge me. Challenge me because mm-hmm. how's that going to make me a better person? And, and also, you know? yeah, it's, it's especially with like Fritz's dad, it's a profound lack of like the way that he grew up so profoundly fucked him up oh and the book the book goes into it like so much and it's like just because you understand it doesn't mean that you're like of course it's not a pass but it is it's kind of it is one of those things it's just like we can't just bring kids into the world and just like fuck them up like this because it has disastrous consequences correct yeah 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 yeah. it's wild so there you go Okay, Let's well, palette. good. That was Let's a good one. Palette cleanse the <laughs> fuck out of that. What are, you, what are you guys watching? Uh, well, I'm in my same old, same old. Castle Midway. Midway. Yeah, but I did listen to a new podcast, which Ooh. I was just looking up, which was where I was trying to find out what the name of it was because I couldn't remember. Um, it was. It's called Your Own Backyard, um, and it's about the uh, disappearance of Kristen Smart. Ooh, it's actually really good. It's okay. Your Own Backyard by Chris Lambert. Is who narrates it? It's really good. Chris Lambert from Shadowbox. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was like, like, wait, what? Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. No, um, a different Chris Lambert. Yeah. Okay, one we Brilliant. don't know that I'm, I'm assuming. I Got it. It's not him. All right. Um, great. No, it's called Your Own Backyard, and it is the interesting. Nice. I have uh, done the the dive. Awesome. Yeah. I also started listening to Detective Trap, which I don't is know also that one. good. Oh, it's the female detective for Anaheim. Oh, it's really good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, those are both good. I do need. I do need new podcasts. I Me just, too. I, yeah. I need to do a, a deep dive on it. That's why I was like so excited. I got to listen to that that new one. I was just like, yeah. ooh, I'll so check you got that a, one out. That you sounds got a good. Southern accent, and you're telling me about true crime stuff. I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> and I like it. So, yeah, what? totally. Are you watching anything new? Call the midwife. Just call, on that call the midwife train. I'm just I'm still on that train, man. So good, dude. This season is killing me. You're on what season four? Five, five, five with mm. the with the deformities. Oh, yeah. mm, that show's amazing. That's where I'm at. So good. Uh, so I started Watchmen. It's really good. Nice. Really, really good. Um, I just caught up. We watched episode six last night and that's the, the episode that everybody is losing their fucking minds over. Yeah. And rightfully so because it is so well done. Um, that episode especially is so well done. And while I wish I had rewatched the movie before watching the show just to get like a refresher, mm-hmm. um, you don't need to be well versed in that universe to enjoy the show. So yeah, because it's it's a it's a sequel, right? Yeah, it's it like thirty years, thirty later. years later. But right. they do. I mean, they do call back to um, 
you know, some of the characters in the original Watchmen. So hey, you know, check it out. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. And then Anthony and I went to a screening yesterday. We've just been killing it with these screenings. Yeah. And we we went initially to go see Richard Jewell, which is that new um, Clint Eastwood movie. But while mm. we were in line, other people were going in for a different one and Anthony just went and asked and they were going in to see 1917. And I had heard good things about 1917. And so we were just kind of like, can we go see this one instead? And they said, yes. Ooh, you guys. I don't think I know anything about this. Whoa. So it is a World War One epic. It's Sam Mendes who did like Road to Perdition and mm-hmm. Skyfall okay. and um, American Beauty. Sure. Uh, it was so I want to see it. Good. I, I would say it. this one though, like honestly, go see it in theaters. Okay. Because the, the way it is one of the most beautifully and insanely shot movies I have ever seen. Whenever I read stuff about World War One, it makes me. I'm like, well, I cannot even fucking imagine. That is insane. Your anxiety will be at a fucking temp because, like, the way that they like the trauma. Like, all I can see is just like the amount of PTSD that came out of that generation for like good reason because they're just like bunkered up in and. and then also Boy. the way that it is shot, it's shot to look like one continuous take. Oh, oh, wow. Like it goes black in the middle and then they come back. So I guess two technically continuous takes, but the whole thing is shot. There are no um, POVs. There's no like um, over the shoulder shots, insert shots. It is, it looks like they're, it's one take. Wow. Which is insane and would be so fucking hard to Imagine shoot. Imagine the editing. It would have been, uh, it's got to win awards for editing possible. because it would have been so difficult to edit. But it is so good. Your hot priest from Fleabag is in it for like <gasps> a scene and he's so funny. Mm. Um, funny in a movie that is not funny. Oh, oh great. I love um, hot so, so yeah, I would highly recommend that comes out, I think, on Christmas. So if, if you... I know that everybody is into war movies. I'm yeah. not typically super, super into war movies, but this one is worth seeing. I think it's going to clean up at award season. Okay. So, All right. So yeah. Awesome. But you also saw Knives Out. Did you talk about that already? I don't know if I talked about that. I saw I'm that a couple weeks that. ago. Knives Out was real cute. That's yeah. totally like your movie. I that know, one, that's you're, me. you're really going to enjoy it. That's yeah. Me. Yeah. Knives Out was very, very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, if you've got stuff that we should watch or check out or listen to, you want to write us stories, we're always taking stories, so send them our way. Um, You want to check out merch on Patreon. Dude, I have to buy one of those All My Besties or Worsties shirts. We got new designs. It's so good. We've got new designs. Go to our one-stop shop of a website at myworstdatepodcast.com. We so appreciate you guys listening. We love you. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.